Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome to the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast, coming to you live, well, not live, but you know. Oh, Coming we're to, live. We're live. Coming to you pre-recorded from our new studio location at my apartment. Yeah. So, uh, got a lot to talk about this week, I guess. Uh, mm. that, yeah. Well, you know. That may be a that may be a bit of a stretch. We we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah. But first, first we're gonna talk about what's our, our whiskey. What's our christening whiskey? Because this is our Cooper's Barrel Reserve, Cooper's Craft Barrel Reserve, Kentucky Straight Bourbon whiskey. Uh, this is a hundred proof, and yeah, distilled. It gave us where it's distilled at. It's raised in Kentucky. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, it's whiskey, <laughs> right? And to uh, to celebrate the new place and all that kind of stuff, we've got uh, Michael picked up some really cool uh, Glencairns, which are the kind of bell shaped whiskey glasses that you see yeah. on all of the. Uh, the, the fancy whiskey tasting things yeah. instead of the, like the styrofoam cups we've been using. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been we've using, using glass. Glasses, we've just been using, you know, regular, regular uh, like, uh, whiskey uh, glasses, rocks, rocks glasses. glasses. But I have these. These have been sitting in my, my cabinet. And, so, and they're yeah. supposed to like, to, to use the fancy terms, right? They're made to open up the whiskey. You're supposed to be able to smell... Uh, the, the, all the stuff better. You're supposed to be able to aerate them a little better, you know, things like that, so that uh, so that the the, the whiskey tastes better. Uh, I guess we'll find out, right? We'll see. Cheers. Cheers. I don't know if the glass had anything to do with it or not, but that's a good whiskey. Yeah, I think we've done this one before, but I, I don't remember. We have. I don't remember what we thought of it at the time, but it's got a, it's very good. It's a hundred proof. So there yeah, is a burn a, there. There's a good burn. Um, it's got yeah. a really good flavor. Um, yeah, kinda, it's good. I'm getting kind of coffee note is kind of where my brain's going with that a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, no, I like it. It's a good one. Definitely one that we'll bring back at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of that. So I got a cabinet full of whiskey. Yeah, so we got plenty <laughs> to drink from. All right, so in the world of wrestling, um, there's there's not a whole lot going on. You kind well, of we and we say this as we're in the law before this pay per view, or right now we're kind of in the Christmas lull. So, as they kind of build towards Royal Rumble, towards Revolution, if you're on AEW. One of the things that I thought, well, AEW's got World's End coming up. Oh, yeah. First. Um, one of the things that I saw that was cool, Triple H made a comment that from the 19th through the 25th, there will be no house shows. Hmm. Uh, so they're going to give people time off around the holiday. And I thought Very that was cool. really cool of them to do that because normally they don't do that. Um, but I guess when... You're, you're bought by Endeavor. You don't have yeah. to worry about that anymore. Right. But you're, you, you know, you kind of hit it though. We're in that, that Christmas season. Rumble is generally the kickoff of, of 
WWE, they kick off their storylines. They, they yeah. start to bring some to an end so that they can get on the road to WrestleMania. You know, so there isn't a whole lot that happens yeah. during uh, during the, the holiday. You just get the same rehash over and yeah. over and over again. Um, you know, we did see on last night, actually, uh, NXT had a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. or a PLE. Premium live event. We don't do pay-per-views anymore in the right. WWE. Um, Dominic Mysterio lost the North American title to Dragon Lee, mm-hmm. who was replacing Wesley, who got hurt and is going to be out for like a year plus is the speculation around it. Which uh, Dragon Lee's kind of having a good last part of his yeah, year. He, he got to replace Carlito yeah. uh, at Survivor Series. And then he's replacing Wesley, who's injured and is going to be out for quite some time, if I understand what he was saying. Yeah. They uh, The one thing, I didn't get a chance to watch the pay-per-view last night for NXT, because we really don't keep up with it. But they debuted kind of an interesting match concept. Uh, an Iron Contenders match, which was a mix of a gauntlet, a... Rumble and a X out of X falls count match. Mm-hmm. So it started with two people in the ring. Every so many minutes, another person got added up to, I think it was five in the women's and five in the men's matches. Then they had a time limit of, I don't remember what the time limit was. I, I don't think it was 60 minutes, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Because like I said, I didn't watch it. I just kind of read through it and was like, huh, it's a very interesting concept. During that time then, every pinfall, you got a point, and your opponent, whoever got pinned, got a one-minute penalty where they couldn't, they had to get out of the ring for a minute. Interesting. Whoever had the most pinfalls at the end of the time limit was declared the winner to be the number one contenders for the NXT women's title or the NXT men's title. Yeah. I thought it was a cool concept. Yeah. Uh, we started the, ma- the, the pay-per-view actually started off with uh, HBK or as he's calling himself now, HBM, the heartbreak man. <laughs> uh, and CM Punk came down and he was wearing a Bret Hart shirt. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Shawn Michaels, of course, referenced it, and CM Punk's comment was, hey, look, I know you two made up. You're good. Uh, I mean, look, if, if if you two could make up and me and Paul could make up, anything's possible in, in, in WWE. And he's like, you know, he was on SmackDown as well. Mm-hmm. He was on Raw. He's not sure where he's going to sign. What show's he going to be? Yeah, on? I know uh... – Adam Pierce said he was going to offer him an exclusive Raw contract. Yep. Uh, Nick Aldis did the same thing on SmackDown. And uh, HBK, to his credit, was like, yeah, I know you're not going to sign here. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, and I don't really want to see him in NXT. I did see a little funny uh, thing on the internet the other day, though, that was uh, a, a fake press conference with Triple H. Because, you know, here a couple of weeks ago, Triple H kind of threw AEW under the bus uh, with Jay Cargill. Uh, kind of? 
I say kind of because his his response was, you know, they asked a question about when was Jade going to debut, and he said, uh, you know, she's still got a lot of work to do. Through no uh, fault of her own. Through no fault of her own, you know, that she has a lot of work to do. And I saw a uh, a thing that basically replaced Jade Cargill with CM Punk. Yeah, we're going to have to send him to NXT. He's got a lot of work to do to learn the WWE style. Uh, you know, I don't know what they did with him honestly, over at AEW. Honestly, that could be a great storyline coming from Triple H. It, CM Punk being like, dude, what? It, it was funny, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, NXT, NXT is beginning to get back to something that we may want to start watching again. Yeah. What I understand. Uh, they... That that two point or three point or whatever they wanted to call it the the bright rainbow rebrand, it just created so much ill will. The Vince McMahon rebrand, um, but it apparently is becoming a a much better show. Yeah, I know the uh, Ilya Dragunov versus Baron Corbin was the main event. Dragunov retained his title, so okay, that, that's kind of what happened there. Honestly. I just want to see Ilya Dragunov come up and start fighting Walter again. I want to see I'm him sorry, be the Gunter. one. Gunter, yeah. <laughs> I want to see him be the one that takes the the Intercontinental title off of Gunter. That would be that would be uh, really cool to me. It would also be it would be that uh, 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 continuity, right? Because mm. Ilya is the one that beat Gunter for the uh, heavyweight title. Yeah. So. Seeing that would be would be awesome. I think as a uh, you know it would give it would give Gunther something to say in the whole. <gasps> Why are you always following me? Yeah, I'm the I did it first, and you're in my shadow. And it would give Ilya the opportunity to say maybe, but I'm the one that keeps beating you, so I'm the one that's doing it better. Yeah, so yeah. It, it could be interesting. We'll see. Um. You know, as far as WWE, yeah, there's not a lot going on. Randy's back. He's done a couple of things. He is exclusive to SmackDown mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So they're probably going to set him up versus Roman, I would imagine. Um, I mean, this is kind of the story they told when he came back. Yeah. Is that he's got issues with with Roman maybe, and the bloodline. Maybe Roman can get his uh, 12th match in of the year. Yeah, you didn't hear that wrong. Um, yeah. He has wrestled 11 Singles matches in 2023. That equals out to about once a month. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, you know, we I, I've made the comment before that I wish they would do, this was a couple of years ago, that I wish some of the titles meant something more, right? That I, I wish they would go back to the old school booking and, you know, you would have longer title runs. And, and, yeah. I, and I still stand by that. But going back and looking at those older title runs, you still saw the champion. Yeah. He still wrestled the, you know, the big fours. I don't know if in the modern era you can have a champion that does this. Mm -mm. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's boring to watch. Yeah. It is Uh, is boring to watch. I don't know if I want to call it boring to watch, but what it is is it is predictable to watch. Uh, well, the reason I say it's boring is because while Roman is putting on great matches when he does wrestle, you don't see him ever. You don't. The title right, doesn't yeah, exist. That I agree with. Beyond when he's there, and 
if he's not there, then you just have the same person getting beat down by Jimmy and, and Solo. Solo. And the thing is, whether he wrestles or not, I want to see him. I want to see the champion. He needs to be at the show, or he needs to have some pre-tapes done or something. And I, I need to realize that, yes, Roman is the champion. Like, put that out there. Tell me a story around the the whole, you used to be so adamant. Yeah, reference back to when he was so adamant about Cena. Yeah. And, and, you know, called Cena a part-timer and how dare you come in here and take, you know, try to take my spot and all this kind of stuff. But now he's doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And they kind of they kind of referenced it a little bit with Cena. But when he came back due to the strike. But why hasn't anybody really just hammered him home about that? And, and if you're going to have him be away so much, have him struggle the first part of a match. Yeah, show the show, ring rust. Show some ring rust. Oh, Roman's in trouble because he, you know, he, he hasn't wrestled a match in 45 days. Yeah, you know. But they're not doing, they're any, not of doing any of that. Um and I, I just don't I don't care for it. Yeah. No. The the bloodline the bloodline had run its course at Mania this year. Cody should have won. Cody yeah, should th- have this... ended the bloodline and we could move on with life. But instead, they're still dragging this out. And I honestly, I have no faith that they're going to end it at Mania this year. Um, yeah, the, this, I, I understand that he wanted, that Triple H wanted to swerve everybody because everybody was calling for Cody has Cody paid to his dues. Well, you know, but I understand he wanted to swerve everybody. And he did. But then what? Then what? Exactly. You know, and yeah, there's there's people out there, and there's arguments to be made on the Cody hasn't paid his dues. Cody hasn't faced any adversity. Cody hasn't done this or that or the other. I would say that, yeah, he has. Mm. Um, this isn't a brand-new rookie, right? This is a guy who was in WWE for a long time. This is a guy who left and completely reinvented himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, for good or ill, and the stuff he did in AEW, yeah. Um, honestly, I think he could have done a whole lot more in AEW. He did a whole. He did. I think he did more damage to himself there than uh, anybody wants to give him credit for. Uh, he when, comes back, but when he came back, he came back with this huge. The prodigal son has returned, mm-hmm. and then he got immediately put in a thing with Seth, and he he. For good or ill, right? I, to use that again, he wrestled that that hell in a cell with the torn peck. Yeah, you set back the mentality of wrestling twenty years, but good lord, was that a good match and a yeah. great story with it? Um, so yeah, I would say he's overcome adversity. He he beat Brock Lesnar. He beat Seth with a torn peck. All of this kind of stuff. So I don't buy that. Yeah. Then he loses to Roman in one of the shittiest possible ways because mm-hmm. that's how all Roman matches end in the shittiest possible ways. Yeah, because um, they're they're presenting Roman as this monster heel mm-hmm. when in he's reality really Harvey Whippleman. Yeah, he's he's playing the shit heel. He's playing the coward heel. He's a coward heel and. and Several years ago, Brady and I from Travelers on the Omnibus, we had that conversation, and Brady's like, nah, he's playing a smart heel. He'll do anything to retain his championship. And 
at the time when we were talking about that, I didn't agree. But looking back on it, you know what? I can kind of see that. Back back in the, the early part of the Roman run, well, the middle part of the Roman run, I guess, because the early part, he, he beat Jey Uso clean. Um, in fact, his first two, I think, uh, rivals, his first two th- programs, he won clean. Then he started needing help. And since then, he has needed help in every single match. Um, so He didn't beat Kevin Owens clean until I think it was earlier this year. Yeah, exactly. You know, like like we've mentioned it a thousand times on this show. KO should have been the champion, mm-hmm. but the ref didn't count the 10. Because yes. the ref didn't have the nerve to go ahead and call the match. And, and the thing is, there were a thousand things that could have been done in that situation. Kevin Owens could have fallen off the, because uh, he was kind of standing up, leaned against a, a road case. He could have fallen down, which would have reset the count. Or he um, could have gone over and, and started kicking. Over, yeah, he could have gone over and attacked Roman, which would break well, the you don't You count. don't even have him start. You don't have him start at Roman. You have him start at uh, Paul. Paul. And then Roman, like, grab his leg or something. Yeah. And then he well, starts kicking Roman. And then the ref, like, pulls him off. And, like, dude, like, you, I can't you, count. I can't count while he's, while he's and down. And that yeah. gives Paul enough time to figure out the... There, there were so many things there. You could have even... Hey, you could have had the ref count it. And then the that was on a, a Sunday on Monday on Raw. Roman comes out special, special Roman on Raw, you know. Mm-hmm. Calls out KO. Says, you know, uh, you wouldn't have never beaten me if it wouldn't have been for this faulty, uh, you know. No, you don't. You don't blame it on the equipment. He blames it on Paul, or he blames Paul. You know, he could do anything there. He calls him out. They have a match that night in the main event, and KO loses. Mm -hmm. He got the title for one day. Yeah. Granted, you don't get to talk about your your un your your unbroken streak, but it would have made more sense narratively. I, I don't believe, though, that they planned for this streak to be this long. I think it's just how it's ended up. That's how it ended up, yeah. Because I, I, I just I don't see them sitting in a room, especially we've gone through two changes in creative since then. Because this so started three, under... technically, so it went from Vince to Triple H, back to Vince, yeah. back to Triple H. Yeah, so, you know, like it's, we've gone through that. Vince was the creative at the start of this. Mm-hmm. And then Triple H took over. Triple H continued some storylines, ended some others. Mm -hmm. And then Vince came back. Triple H was still in control, but Vince was final call. Yeah. Now it's all Triple H again. I just, uh, you're not going to tell me that through all of that, there was like, well, yeah, Roman's obviously going to stay champion. Right. Or that they haven't had discussions of who should Roman drop. Should Roman drop the title to Cody? You know. So So they bring out the heavyweight title they give to Seth and they... They basically call it the workers' title, all this kind of stuff. Could they have done more to just tarnish that belt from the start? <laughs> um, yeah, it just it, it's it's crap all around when that comes up. Yeah. Uh, speaking of some crap all around, the Continental Title Tournament thing that's in AEW. Well, I don't know. I can't say crap all around. The matches have been good. It's it's great for matches. I don't did we talk about it last week? I don't think we did. So QT Marshall 
has quit AEW. And I don't think that we talked about this because we, we don't talk about QT Marshall all that much. But QT Marshall's quit AEW in both his on-screen and his backstage role where he was like vice president of talent relations or something along those lines. And after he's quit, he has discussed that AEW is moving away, in his opinion, because it's his opinion, yeah. AEW is moving away from story-based wrestling to match-based wrestling. Which, sure, fine, that works great for New Japan. American audiences want story. American audiences want story. Um, I feel like AEW needs to do something to set themselves apart from WWE. Mm -hmm. They don't need to be WWE light. No, absolutely not. I like the idea of them being that this is match-based, this is wrestling-based with a very light storyline. Problem is, they're trying to do both of those things. They're trying to. They've got like, like, like you've got the Hangman Swerve story that's going on, but then pretty much everything around that is just, I want to fight you, and then we fight. Yeah. Now I want to fight you, and, and they fight. fight. So, have we fought lately? Let's fight. Let's fight again. You know that kind of stuff. So, they're creating another belt. Uh, they don't need one, but they created one. Uh, they now have the Continental mm -hmm. Championship, which I think we mentioned this tournament, but we didn't go into detail on it. So they've created two groups, the blue group and the gold group, because we're X-Men fans, apparently. But -na 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 -na. Uh, They put, I think it's six wrestlers in each group. They're doing a round robin. Everybody wrestles everybody. Winner gets three points. Loser gets zero points. If there's a tie, they get one point. Yeah. After the round robin, the I think it's the top two go and do a tournament type thing to see who's going to become the Continental title. Eddie Kingston immediately put says, I'm going to put up the ROH title and the New Japan Strong title. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's going to be a triple champion. Whatever. But they're doing this round robin stuff and they're doing it in the worst way possible. So, one of the groups is John Moxley, Swerve Strickland, Jay White, Jay Lethal, and Mark Briscoe. Hmm. Normally, when you think of a wrestling tournament, you think of a wrestling anything, they, they're going to create some suspense. They're going to create some, it's going to come down to the last match to determine who the, the winner yeah. is. Well... Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe have both lost three out of their last three matches <laughs> and are uh, mathematically eliminated from moving on, which means you just have Moxley, Swerve, and Jay, Lee, uh, Jay White. Swerve and Moxley have both won all of their matches. Mm -hmm. It doesn't leave me wondering oh is uh is lethal gonna come back or or is lethal is lethal gonna spoil swerve and like is he gonna beat him why would he he just got beat up twice or three times in a row yeah um it just doesn't work and then the fact that they're taking mark briscoe who 
from the crowd reactions, from everything, still has a huge amount of fan support, fan backing. Yeah. For him, and he's lost all three of his matches. He's teased the J Driller in all three of his matches and hasn't hit it, mm-hmm. which is the fans are just like, what the hell? We want to see that. Yeah. Nope, he hadn't hit it in a single match. It just, I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand. I don't where get where the concept is. I, I love the. Well, let me rephrase that. I love the concept. Mm-hmm. I don't get where it's coming from from a story angle, and I don't get where it's coming from and why we created a new title. Why don't we do this and have it be for a number one contender for the AEW title? Why or are we? Where's the TNT title? Why are we throwing in the ROH title? And, you know, so we... Why are we making the ROH World Heavyweight title an equivalent of a mid-tier belt? Yeah. Why is our ROH champion involved in this? Also, why is our ROH champion not only involved, but has lost two of his three matches? Mm-hmm. He beat Claudio. Okay. But he's lost the other two matches in his in his bracket. He lost to Roosh, and he lost to Brody King, I believe. It just, so, none of this makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It, it's not compelling. Yeah. The the devil storyline that's going on in AEW right now around MJF and all that stuff. When are we going to get the payoff for that? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, this that smacks horribly of aces and eights to me. That went on way too long before they revealed that it was Bully Ray the whole time. Because he was going to marry Hulk Hogan's daughter. Yeah. What? It was an awful storyline, and this isn't much better. So, I don't know... I don't know really what's happened with AEW. I think... I think Tony's just stretched so thin. And it really comes down to... Tony is just... And we've made this joke many times. He's playing with his action figures. I think that's part I think that's a huge part of it. I also think go back and listen to us when we talked about AEW when it first showed up. Mm-hmm. And how excited we were for it. Yeah. It was different. It was something new. We had we had the established name of Chris Jericho and John Moxley there. And everybody else was was were these indie wrestlers that we had heard of. We might have seen on a YouTube clip. Mm-hmm. And we like were you know, we we knew about the, the young bucks. And yeah. We were excited to see what Ken, we're excited we to were see excited Kennedy, Kenny was yeah. going to do here what, in America. In America, right, right. We had all this. There was a lot of hope in there, and it, and they did a really good job. Now, I don't want to say that they have all of WWE's castoffs because that's not the case. No, it's not. It's not cast off. It's not that stuff. But the roster, like all of those guys from the beginning, that were. Part of the reason we were watching was to see this new talent, this fresh talent. Mm-hmm. They're either relegated to one match a month on Rampage, or most of them are gone. Yeah. Um, and, and his we, roster is so bloated, even with, a with what, eight hours of yeah. wrestling a week. Oh, three, five, six hours. Okay, yeah. Because Rampage is only an hour, right? Yeah, yeah, I think Rampage is an hour. Everywhere else is two. Yeah, two and so, two, so but five even hours. Then, yeah. You know, that's five hours, six hours of wrestling a week. It's so bloated that we mm-hmm. just, there's, 
everybody can't get screen time. Yeah, it's that, and it's it's not just that, but it's bloated with the named wrestlers. And that cool, yeah. I wanted to see like like the main event of Rampage or of uh, Dynamite this week was Edge versus Christian mm-hmm. for the TNT title. I wanted to see that. But it's still an old wrestler versus an old wrestler that's there. Yeah. When I could have seen, when I go back and think about the TNT title, when it was Scorpio Sky versus Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Two newer up-and-coming guys, two indie guys that were wrestling for this title. Even when Cody was doing the TNT Open Challenge, and yes, he was winning every week, and yes, that was a little boring, but we got to see Eddie Kingston. Yeah. We got to see Warhorse. We got to see Ricky Starks. Mm -hmm. But Tony has five hours of wrestling for AEW, and then whatever he's doing with ROH. Mm -hmm. But he's intermixed the two brands so much. And but they're not even doing that anymore, really. Like, all, none of the ROH women are being seen on AEW mm. at all. Well, women aren't seen on AEW unless they're Tony Storm. Well, unless you're the uh, basically unless you're the champ, you aren't getting time. And Britt yeah. Baker actually had a tweet about that where she said, uh, "Total promo time MJF got tonight on Dynamite." This was like a couple of weeks ago. 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Total promo time Britt Baker has gotten on Dynamite in 2023. Zero minutes. Yeah. Um, and we give we give Tony shit all the time about his women's wrestling. He, I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm 100% here, if Tony Khan could get away with not doing women's wrestling, he wouldn't. I, I agree. Even though one of the biggest draws on Dynamite right now is Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got a great gimmick, a great story going on. Wednesday night, she got introduced by one of the hosts from Turner Classic Movies, mm-hmm. who you know he he does the you know the, the lead-ins to a lot of their their premiere movies, yeah. that kind of stuff. She got introduced by him. Uh, her gimmick is amazing. She got, I think their match was like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Her and Sky Blue. And that and was the only women's segment on the show. If you look at women that have come up through AEW, you can only talk about a handful of women. Mm-hmm. You you can only talk about Britt Baker, mm-hmm. who had made a name for herself prior, in you know for women's wrestling. Yeah. You you have Sky Blue. Yeah. You have Julia Hart. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I can't even Statlander. say Lander. Yeah, Statlander, but Statlander has not really seen much, at least not on Dynamite lately. No. I haven't been watching Collision because Saturday, Collision a bit, but. Saturday night's just not tonight. I'm watching wrestling, you know, unless it's a pay per view. Uh, but yeah, it just, you know, you can't even say Abaddon because Abaddon was gone for two yeah. years. She's been on Rampage the past two weeks in a row, though. Yeah, I will say that. So, I guess the question really comes down to. How does Tony fix AEW? Because we just listed out a laundry list of problems. The we've been talking about the women's part for a while. the The attempt to do away with story, but keep story, but the story doesn't make sense. The constant, like you said, the action figures. This week, I want to see Hulk Hogan fight 
Ultimate Warrior. And next week, I want to see Hulk Hogan fight Big Boss Man. And next week, I want to see Hulk Hogan fight Randy Savage because those are the toys that I've got, you know? Oh, I just got this new Edge toy. Let me Let play me with him. him fight, you know? So how do we get away from that? How What, what has to happen for Tony Khan to be like, uh-oh? Well, and this may be happening because one of the rumors is is that WWE is very close to locking down Monday Night Raw's new television contract and one of the front runners is Warner Brothers Discovery yep which you you may know as the owners of TNT TBS Turner Classic Movies Absolutely. you know these three networks that we have mentioned tonight and or today and if that happens, and, and I don't necessarily see it happening, but if that happens, they will, whatever out that Warner Discovery has in their contract mm-hmm. with AEW, they will exercise it. Well, I don't even know if they would have to do an out. I think from what I've heard, from what I've read, AEW and Warner, that con- their TV deal, their contract and all, is coming up in 2024. Um, if that's the case, because I thought they had just signed a new one recently. I don't but think maybe. they re-signed it, because I know they've been talking about it, because a lot of the discussion was that Warner was really happy with the way AEW was going. Warner w- was interested in re-signing. They were you know, talking numbers, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, was a streaming deal going to be part of it? All of this... But that was before it came out that WWE and NBC Universal weren't exactly happy with each other. Well, they're uh, they're happy with each other. I just don't think they could come to terms on Raw. That's what I mean, right? Like, you know. like uh, when I say that, I mean like it wasn't a hey, we want this much, and WWE was like, all right, well, we want these concessions, and NBC was like, all right, cool, deal, and shake hands, let's move on. Like it's been like it seems to have been in the past several times this has happened. Yeah. Um, so um, it makes me wonder if, you know, things weren't quite as happy, but Warner brothers was putting on that face out there because they want to have wrestling on a Warner product. And now all of a sudden, you know, the number one draft pick, the, the five-star recruit, the, the Goliath of wrestling is suddenly walking around going, you want to talk? And I think that that's closer to it. I don't think that Warner and AEW were unhappy with each other. I think that everything was there. They were happy. They were good to go. What I do think happened is suddenly you have Tom Brady in play. Mm-hmm. You have Drew Brees. You have... Uh. I'm. <laughs> you have the franchise player. Yeah. Yeah, you have I, the franchise player. You have the Michael I, Jordan. I know you have the, yeah. the LeBron James. Yes. You have the you have the the goat. You know, you yeah. have that option. That is in play. And suddenly you have to sit back and say, huh. Do I make a play for the big guy that's gonna cost me a lot more money, but it's but, also gonna draw me more? Or do I hang out with the 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 backup, mm-hmm. see where this goes? But you also have to tie in, from what I've seen of reports, I don't know how true these are, 
and what I've just witnessed looking at the way they have the camera angles and the curtains hung, AEW is not drawing the live attendance. They're not. Other than their big shows, they're, their pay-per-views are still drawing, but their live, their weekly shows. They're not as bad as the internet wants to make them look. Mm-hmm. Because it's already a lot of these these pictures that are that are put out there. Like, look at how n- nobody's at an AEW show. Later on, you find out, okay, that's before the show started. Yeah. Or it's on the hard cam side where they don't sell tickets. Like, they don't yeah. sell them on that side because of that, unless they have to. Yeah, unless they're going to sell um, out. Th- those are the tickets that they open up yeah. once all the other tickets have been sold. Right. So... Like it's not it's not as bad as people are making it out to be. No, the the, the tribalism of WWE versus AEW. But um, it is noticeable when you watch watch an AEW show and watch yeah. when they pan the crowd. Yeah, and and you know, oh, yeah. they, you can see that those upper levels are empty. They do their absolute best to make sure that they don't show. Uh, that hard cam side. Like yeah. I was, I was paying attention to it Wednesday night. Cause I wanted to see what they were going to do. And anytime they pulled back and they did the, the, the crowd shot never showed the, mm-hmm. the hard cam side and versus raw, which was like, we're coming to you live from wherever we were. And it's like showing the whole arena. It's showing everything. Yeah. So if, if WWE, to circle back to how we got onto this, mm-hmm. if WWE ends up on Warner Discovery, then AEW is really going to have to, Tony's really going to have to sit back and look and say, oh, okay, everything's not as good as I thought it was. Because mm-hmm. if AEW loses their TV deal, they're done. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care who is there. I don't care how many John Moxleys you have, how many Edges, how many uh, Chris Jericho's, how many Brian Danielsons. I There's, don't care who is on the show. Without a TV deal, it ain't happening. There's not a Spike TV to go to. Right there, you know. Remember and remember, we've got TNA doing their relaunch mm-hmm. in a month. And so they're going to get a lot of steam early on that relaunch, or at least I hope yeah. they are. Yeah. Whether they maintain that is up for debate. It's up to, it's to be seen, but they're going to be pushing hard. Mm-hmm. And even though they haven't been getting great numbers recently, they've put on a solid product. They put out a I've solid seen. product. And the only reason that we don't watch it week to week is because who have, has access, right? I don't have ac- I don't, I don't access. I don't have access to access. Yeah. Or access or whatever it is. Yeah. But you know if, if, if TNA was on uh let's say A and E. Yeah. Or it was on Say it was well, on Paramount. A, say A&E's say it was on by, Paramount. Let's say it was on Paramount. Which or, you or, know or, used to be Spike. Yeah. It, it, let's let's say it is on a non WB non NBC channel. Yeah. Right? So it's on I think the Learning Channel, maybe, or it's well, on Paramount. Like Paramount. Pa- Paramount it's on CBS. Paramount. Yeah, there we go. It's on Paramount. I think it gives AEW a hard run for its money. Yeah. Like, I think yeah. I think the number one is WWE, and then depending on the week, either AEW or TNA are number two. 
Yeah. And uh, if TNA can I, move into, and, and let's, I'm just going to yeah. run with this Paramount. If TNA is, gets on back, gets on Paramount mm-hmm. and they're able to run with that. And if they do their contract, right. Mm-hmm. They're on Paramount plus. Yeah. So now you have streaming and all of their back catalog of pay-per-views yes. and all of their, I, and I know shows. that you've got TN, I know you can get TNA or whatever they yeah. call their, their little streaming, they got a streaming thing. service, but, but just like WWE sold it to Peacock. If TNA yeah. sells that as part of the, the deal, then AEW some, dies. Yeah. The fact that AEW is three years old, mm-hmm. three, four years old, whatever it is. I guess they're four now, right? Yep. They're four years old. He bought out ROH. So Tony bought out ROH. So he had 20 plus years of back catalog of ROH. And he did not sign a streaming deal. Yeah, that it just. It's I, me. What is going through yeah. his mind? What is he thinking? Because that is your money right there. I have that is guaranteed at least $100 million in your pocket or more, if not a yeah. billion dollars with and, the ROH back catalog. And the thing is, just this July, Nielsen reported, the TV people, right? Mm-hmm. Nielsen reported for the first time, really in history, the viewership of traditional television products, so cable, satellite, that kind of stuff, fell below 50%. It was like 49.68% or something like that. People are doing away and have been for years now, but it's beginning to start tipping that pendulum. They're doing away with traditional television. Yeah. TV TV deals are still important for things like WWE, AEW, that kind of stuff because it, it there are still a massive amount of homes that have TV. Mm-hmm. But you're almost shooting yourself in the foot for not having a streaming service or having a way to stream. WWE is on Peacock. TNA has its own thing. New Japan has its own thing. Well, and- ROH has its own streaming thing. Well, here's the thing. WWE's on Peacock. They show up on Hulu the next day. Mm-hmm. AEW is on Warner Discovery. Mm-hmm. They're, you know they're they're on on TNT and TBS. They're on TNT and TBS. Yeah. They're nowhere else. You cannot stream. I, I have talked to multiple people in person on the internet. All of this who have said, "Man, I really remember watching wrestling. I'd really like to give this AEW thing a shot." Mm-hmm. But I can't watch it. And and here's the deal. In all transparency, this week for me was a very busy week at work. I did not get off of work Wednesday night and Thursday night before 9 o'clock. Worked all day. Didn't get out of there before 9 o'clock. Same thing Tuesday because I had to... I spent all day in Jackson on Tuesday. So... There's three nights a week that I didn't watch any television at all. If I yeah. could have gone back and been able to stream it, mm-hmm. even if it was just playing in the background while I was cooking dinner. Yeah. So we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. Yep. Saturday night, we had a, a Christmas party over at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't watch Collision. Nope. 
Friday night, I was doing something Friday night where I couldn't watch Rampage. I can't go back and watch those shows. Mm-hmm. I could. I mean, so, I have TV, right? I have mm-hmm. I have a traditional TV setup. I could have DVR'd them. I didn't. You could have DVR'd them. But, you maybe could go to the TBS mm-mm. website. Is it not on there? Mm-mm. So there's no way for you to watch AEW if it's not live. Exactly. And in 2023, and even in 2019, that is a, travesty. a problem. Yeah. I, that, I If I wasn't where I was with having a TV service, I would not be able to watch AEW. Yeah. The only time, up until recently, because I just got a, a, a Sling subscription, mm-hmm. but... The only time that I could watch AEW prior to that, and I got that Thanksgiving day, so just to give you an idea yeah. of how long I've had this, less than a month. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, the only place I could watch AEW products was when we would go hang out Wednesday nights and watch Dynamite. Yep. That is a problem. Mm-hmm. And and I, I understand Tony's like, this is not for the, the average wrestling fan. This is for the Marks. Because that's, okay. that's what he's aiming at. Yeah. Um, well, unfortunately... They don't have the money. Right. Well, I was going to say, unfortunately... Okay, you can put on a show for the marks if you want to. That's fine. But you have to realize that the marks are a very small percentage of wrestling fans. The people like us that consume wrestling... Mm-hmm. You know, the people like our, our friends at the Travelers, you know, Brady and Jody and, and Jay specifically. They're, we're a small percentage of wrestling fans mm-hmm. that actually watch everything that we can. That look, yeah. that, that read the dirt sheets, that watch the YouTube clips, that follow the news channels. Not Most people aren't. Most people sit down and they watch, they watch Raw on Monday nights because Raw's been on for, what, 30 years now? Yeah. And they remember watching Raw with their dad. Mm-hmm. So they just, that's just what we do on Monday nights. And then during football season, we watch football. But after football season, we go right back to watching yeah. Raw. Look, let me, I, this, this is, if AEW was a publicly traded company, Tony Khan would not be the CEO anymore. He'd have been removed. Yeah, for sure. No ifs, ands, or buts about For it. Sure. He would have been removed by this point. If only because they are missing out on millions of dollars mm-hmm. in streaming content. I guess really the only other thing to talk about, and, and you brought it up briefly, was Edge and Christian having their match for the TNT title. Right? Was it TNT title? Yep. Is it the TNT title? Mm-hmm. Because the TBS title is the women's one. Okay. It's the TNT title. We've, we finally get to see Edge versus Christian. One-on-one in the match. And it was a good match. I, I thoroughly enjoyed, unfortunately, this seems to carry over with wrestling. I enjoyed 95% of the match. Mm-hmm. And then we have a ref bump. And... Edge and Christian 
both kind of take advantage of each other. You know, there there were several, like during the match, right, there were several opportunities where Christian went for a low blow. He knew he was going to do it, so he, can't, yeah. he, he stopped it. it. It was great. We have a ref bump. Then Nick Wayne's mom comes down to the ring. And I'm sorry. She needs to... She did not understand the job. That's that's the best way I'll put that. She didn't understand the job. She is not ready to be on TV in any capacity at all I mean, other than standing on in the, the audience and crying. Was she a wrestler so, or was she no, just she married was not. to a she wrestler? she was married to Buddy. Okay. So, I get where they're going with this story beat. A couple of weeks ago, Edge gave Nick a concerto in mm-hmm. front of her. It makes perfect sense. She gets in the ring and has a chair, and she looks at Edge like she's going to hit him, and then she turns and, like, glances at Christian and turns like she might, and then she hits Edge. Mm. There was, when she walked out, I said, she's going to hit Edge. Yeah. There was no, there, there wasn't this thought of, she's going to hit Christian and get caught, and the ref's going to, disqualify or you know she's gonna try to get in the ring and nick's gonna stop her from getting in the ring and it's gonna distract edge and he's gonna lose to a roll up or there was none of this so how is this gonna play out it was she's gonna hit edge the ref's down the ref is gonna magically come to as soon as she hits edge and then christian's gonna win and guess what that's exactly what happened so you completely ruined this Edge versus Christian first time in a decade mm-hmm. that they've been in the ring together. They were pulling off a very good match with plenty of psychology to the match. You know, yeah. they mentioned in a commentary several times, these two have wrestled together for so long, they know what the other one's going to do. There was a counter to an unprettier. There was a, or a kill switch. Yeah. There was a counter to an impaler. There was a spear that got turned into an impaler. There was a, you know, the the multiple blocks of the low blows. The the, the psychology of the match was phenomenal. Yeah. And then in the last couple of minutes, you completely shit all over it. Mm-hmm. I don't get why you do that. Why, why do you even have that match? I like, don't know. Now do you set up a, are we going to set up a, a tag team, a mixed tag team of Edge and Nick Wayne's mom versus... Or, I mean, Edge and Beth versus Christian and Nick Wayne's mom. Well, I think Beth is still under a Legends contract with yeah. WWE. Right, so we can't even do that. So... Not to mention the fact that, God, I would not want to see that at all in no. any capacity. No. Okay, maybe, maybe if she, if Nick Wayne's mom had been a wrestler in the past and just never made it to WWE, sure, okay, fine, whatever, I can see that. No. I just I don't get it. This needed to this needed to Luchasaurus needs to turn on Christian. And he needs to be destroying Christian. And Edge needs to come down to stop it and make the yeah. save. And then you have Edge and Christian team up. You have them walk through the Hardies. 
because everybody's going to be like, oh, we need to see Edge and Christian versus the Hardys. You you have them walk through the Hardys because the Hardys can't move. And then you have them go up against the Bucks. You have them go up against Private Party. You have them go up yeah. against all of these guys. Well, Lose some, win some. But you have the farewell tour of Edge and Christian. Yeah. As they put over this next round of tag team uh Groups. Yeah, it would be great. This next generation of tag teams. It would be great. And then after about a year or so, you can have Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys. You could even do it as a retirement match if you wanted to. Loser well, has to, you know. Losers retire because the Hardy Boys need to retire. They, yeah, they do. You do it as that, and then they get their send-off, and then pretty quick afterwards, you have Edge and Christian right off into the sunset too. Yeah. How cool would that be? No, yeah. that's probably not what we're going to get. No, we won't because just Tony doesn't not, know how to book. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we'd like to thank Big Dog Liquor. Yes. For being the place that we get ninety percent of our our liquor from. Uh, they're over in Goshen, Mississippi. Swing by, give them a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is still. I mean, this is er, still middle December, early December. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Christmas parties are going to be happening. A lot of work functions and and things of that nature. A lot of family. So, please, go by. Get yourself something that will either help you through the holidays mm-hmm. or something you can wrap up and take to that Christmas party, that, that dirty Santa that, that nobody's going to really say no to. Yeah. Um, and now that you're done listening to us, check out our friends over. We mentioned them earlier, Travelers on the Omnibus. Give them a listen. They have all sorts of fun content over there they do top five lists they do explore you know they explore different music albums and all of that give them a listen they're a field trip through nerd and pop culture really they're worth your time to listen to absolutely they're they're a great podcast and one of the guys there jody does his own podcast he's finally got everything back up and running just released a new episode on spotify uh called fearology which is his relationship to horror movies and the horror genre as a whole uh, plus, he's also a musician, so he put he throws up a bunch of his uh, his experimental music, his his stuff that he's working on goes on there as well. Mm-hmm. Highly, highly, highly recommend that. And if movies are your things, check out our friends over on Silence Your Cell Phones. They do deep dives into movies or bingeable TV. So give them a listen. They're also on YouTube, so you can actually give them a watch on YouTube when they go live. And I suppose, really, with all truly, that being said, with all that said, we should. We're uh, going to give our, our our traditional sign off from our new studio area thing. Yeah, and uh, see y'all next week. Yeah, cheers. cheers.